the Brothers in Kayfabe. For over two seasons, the revolutionary force in brotherly kayfabe entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present the Brothers in Kayfabe. Holds all those cans of whoop-ass. And I am one of your aforementioned brothers in kayfabe. Tonight is a very special episode of the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. Episode 71, also known as the go-home to Brother Fest 2 in the Stream Yard Studio, right next to me, to my right. Mr. Aslin is here. El Gigante is here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Go Home Show to WrestleMania and Brother Fest 2. And, as you'll find out later, the inaugural edition of... The Brothers in Kayfabe Hall of Fame. Do we have a physical Hall of Fame? I don't know. It's invite only. But as all it can be in you, my secondary bathroom at my home. It is. It is. We will hang up a poster and maybe just maybe if you're nice, we will write your name on an index card and put it next to one of the championship belts. So, yeah, tonight is a big night. We've got all eyes on us. All eyes are on Dallas, Texas, Arlington, to be exact. WrestleMania is a week away. Less than a week away at this point. And it's 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 just that time again, Landon, where the wrestling world all convenes good or bad on WWE. I'm so excited. It's, it's the biggest week of the year. And, uh, I'm just, I'm, I, I got dressed up. We both got dressed up. We're in our best tie and t-shirt combinations tonight. I've got a beautiful glass of, uh, bareface whiskey. Um, any whiskey, uh, companies out there that want to sponsor the podcast, uh, uh, we would love to have you there. That's a open invitation. But um, Landon, what what are your thoughts this week? There's a lot of a lot of big going on. We're gonna have the news segment back for the first time in a couple weeks. It, it's it's pandemonium over here. It is. And correct me if I'm wrong. So I think last year was the debut of WrestleMania SmackDown, and yeah. that's where they were like. The card is so big. Not only is it two nights, but some of it is spilling over to Friday Night SmackDown. Well, this year we have WrestleMania Raw and WrestleMania SmackDown. 
And so I think it's going to be a great week for WWE fans and just wrestling fans in general because all of the stops get pulled this week. Yeah, they're almost foregoing the pre-show and adding them to Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Which I'm I'm cool with because I think I'm that okay. makes the go home week even bigger. And it's just it's super exciting because it's like this is the best time of the year as a wrestling fan, because rarely do you have a WrestleMania that's just like eh. Like rarely. Yeah, rarely. Yeah. It's like I'm not saying every card is great. But there's always a couple of hidden gems on there. I mean, even the COVID year, like we got the Boneyard match. We got the Firefly Funhouse match. You know, it's just one of those things. It's We got Braun Strowman Goldberg. We did. We got Randy Orton versus Edge for two hours. They uh, just, Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just one of those things. Like, it's a great time it's the most wonderful time of the year if you're a wrestling fan and what i like jake like you said you know all the all the companies kind of pause for a second and allow this big thing to happen i think what's cool is even aew is like hey we're not going to compete with wrestlemania yeah i like that because they respect it and they understand like hey that's like why would we compete with it when we can offer something like that at another point in the year and create the opportunity for wrestling fans to have both? But also just what WrestleMania means to the business as a whole. I mean, it literally changed everything. Had WrestleMania 1 failed, there would be no WWF, no WWE. Right. And, uh, you know, it's it's awesome. I'm, I'm seeing right now that all the WrestleMania graphics are up on AT&T Stadium now. So if you drive by AT&T Stadium, as of right now, Stone Cold Steve Austin will look you straight in the face, as will Edge, Bianca Belair, Rey Mysterio, Charlotte, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley. Could that be a spoiler? Maybe. Uh, or they may have already ordered uh, everything way too far in advance. Um, Ronda Rousey, AJ Styles, Becky Lynch, and also Seth Rollins. Hmm. Hmm. He Mr. does have a meeting with Vince McMahon Monday morning at 9 a.m. Mr. I don't have a path to mania. And then on the other side, it's a big uh, poster of just Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar's match. Um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I've never been to mania before and I'm just, I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous to go. Uh, I'm excited. We're going to do our gender reveal there. Um, for those that don't know, uh, me and my wife are uh, having a baby September 7th. Please send all gifts to Landon's apartment. We will go collect them from his apartment. Um, I don't want you, Mark, to know in my apartment address, but we'll give out Landon's address at the end of the night. We um, will. And, uh, but yeah, there's it's just exciting. It's so exciting. It's WrestleMania week. And even whenever I'm down on, on WWE, I'm still excited for WrestleMania. WrestleMania is the time to, to jump back in. Right. I mean, I've even watched two episodes of raw. It, it's so, just like, one of those things to where 
I mean, this sound obviously we would hope you watch some kind of wrestling more than just once a year. But if you like, if you're casual, like WrestleMania is the show to watch. Like I know people who, I know one guy specifically who he got to see WrestleMania 17 live in Houston and he really hasn't watched much wrestling since then. And he watches WrestleMania every year just because it's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's 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 a lot of fun. I mean, and we, you know, like I said, we we're down on on WWE as of late, but that doesn't change the fact that it's still WrestleMania. Uh, it's still going to be a great show. There's going to be something for everybody there. And uh, like I said, on the whole, I'm excited. I'm excited about what's about to happen. Um which I think that is uh, the perfect time to transition into the news segment. And the news is brought to you by the Pain Insurance Agency. Call the Pain Insurance Agency today with Farmers and MetLife for a free competitive home and auto quote. Landon, you called the Pain Insurance Agency, didn't you? That's right, Jake. Me and my wife, we had an emergency at our apartment. There's a lot of flooding, and Payne Insurance Agency took care of us right away and got us the coverage that we needed. But Jake, you also have a policy through Payne Insurance Agency, don't you? Yes, I do, Landon. I, uh, they, the people over at Payne take care of both of our home and auto insurance. So if you want to have world champion level coverage, then call the Payne Insurance Agency at 405 405- 286-3600 and get your valuables covered right away. And thank you once again to the Pain Insurance Federation for hooking up good brothers and good sisters with the means of protecting your stuff. World champion coverage over at the Pain Insurance Agency. Landon. So we we've already started getting into it a little bit. But uh yeah, we are we are what 6 days away as yep. of right now from WrestleMania. We are a full week from WrestleMania night 2. Um as of this recording, you know, there is so much to be had and to be done and Amanda's already started packing for the week. We're already making sure we get everything ready. Um there, let's let's talk about the news though, real quick. Um, there's rumor. There's rumor. We haven't talked about the news lately, and um, there's rumor of a couple different people returning for the WWE within the next week. Um, one of those we just mentioned is on the sign for WrestleMania. This is true. So I'm hearing I'm hearing word that we could see Bobby Lashley as soon as tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. Um, for those that are are listening to this on Tuesday, um, you'll already know if he returned or not. But that's the big word right now, is that we're going towards a big clash of titans between uh, Omos and Bobby Lashley. Landon, your thoughts? I I think it would be fun. You know, I think that's one of those. The beauty of WrestleMania is there are some stories that you want as much build up as possible because it'll be awesome. But then there's also some stuff you can just pull 
night of, and it works and it's incredible. Um, I think this could be one of those things that maybe they just set it up tomorrow. Almost and AJ have been split for a while, and this is the opportunity for almost to kind of stand out a little bit. Um, and the cool thing about Bobby Lashley, depending where he's at health wise, because we did see that originally he could have been out for four to six months with his, I think it was shoulder surgery. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those things you can still create a cool moment without having a match without Lashley having to do a lot. If he is still injured or, you know, you could just have the unstoppable Bobby Lashley going to war with this giant. And I think that would be cool because we've never seen almost in a situation like that. You know, he's always been the big guy and the unstoppable guy. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a five-star classic by any means, but I mean, uh, seeing like almost versus Brock Lesnar one day or almost versus rain. I think that'd be cool, but it's definitely, it's definitely a, uh, a irresistible force meets the immovable object type situation. And you need special attractions like that. It makes me think of, you know, what the last time Mania was in Dallas and you had the rock come out, the white family comes out and the rock beats Eric Rowan real fast. Bray and Luke Harper get in the ring and then Cena comes out. You don't have officially, you don't officially have a match. But you get to see Cena and the Rock team up and clear the ring. And it's just like you need moments like that on the show. Right. To fill in the gaps, but also like just to raise the energy level of like historically WrestleMania didn't always have that anything could happen aspect to it. But now that we've seen it, it like it's it's addictive. It's like the rumble. You want to believe that anything and anyone could show up and happen at WrestleMania. Yeah, and and that's just kind of how it is. It's it's the ultimate everyone that's ever wrestled is behind that curtain. Um, you know, we like you said, The Rock comes out. I wouldn't uh I wouldn't doubt um seeing The Rock this year. I think we still might have that situation. Um, you know, Hogan usually tries to make an appearance. It's really one of those situations where you might be able to see all your childhood heroes. Yeah. And uh, had a niche on my nose there. And, uh, you know, it, it just could, it just could end up being a really, really cool event. And no matter what memories are made at WrestleMania. Absolutely. So, um, the other rumor uh, going into this match and we are this night and we haven't really talked about it much on the show is for weeks now, Cody Rhodes has been teased. Um, from what my sources are telling me that, uh, his presentation will not be much different than, uh, how he was at AEW. And I'm sure that means gear, um, probably similar music, that kind of stuff. Um, but ruthless aggression in my soul. Exactly. I I think it's one of it's one of those things. I think 
if they do stick with that and they present Cody where he's coming from versus where he left, I think from a WWE standpoint, that elevates him and his credibility and his star power. It makes him seem like a bigger deal. Versus, and I said, like, I love Stardust. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great choice for a little while. Like, I liked dashing Cody Rhodes, like with the mask and the mustache and everything. But I think it's one of those things if you bring him in where he was, it helps with the star building that you need to do to the WWE fan base as opposed to starting out at nothing. Well, he's a completely different person than when he left the company. Yeah. And I think like it's not going to hurt him to capitalize on that because it's less building from the ground up you have to do. He went and became a big star and proved that he is capable of these things. And now we're going to see if WWE recognizes that or not. This is going to be the first real like test in this, you know, AEW versus WWE thing, whether WWE treats him right or if they just completely bury him. Um, Yeah, it'll be, it's going to be interesting for sure because we've seen it go both ways with Vince where sometimes like, like a Drew McIntyre, like he honors and respects that you went out and gained credibility and came back. Right. And then others, you know, it's like, hey, you buried me the entire time you were gone and now you're coming back. Don't think I forgot. So it, it'll be interesting, but it'll be good. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, not like we we haven't seen, like you said, we haven't seen this side of it with WWE you know, we've seen countless people go to AEW and it's kind of lost its luster because right. it's like, okay, who who else from NXT is coming to AEW this week? Right. But now we're getting to see it flip-flop. So I think, I don't know how it could not be exciting. I don't know either. Um, you know, I, I'm i excited about that possibility. I would uh, flip out if he's able to keep the same music because I'm pretty sure that Cody owns that the rights to that music. Um, it would just be cool to hear that at Mania. Um, but the rumor is that he's going to go up against Seth Rollins, and that's what this whole Seth Rollins storyline has been. And that they're either going to announce it tomorrow night, or they will, you know, say, "Oh, uh, you're going to have a mystery opponent at WrestleMania, and you'll find out when you're in the ring." You know, something like that. Which I wouldn't mind that e- either. Um, it's just, it's a great way to do things. It's almost like the, uh, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy treatment from a couple years ago. Yeah. Which I, it was funny cause so many fans were disappointed leading up to that. It was like WWE literally hates their fans because they had the opportunity to bring in the Hardys and they didn't. And they gave them everything they wanted. Yeah. And it's just like. You know, yes, there may be a lot of months out of the year WWE doesn't deliver, but when they deliver, they deliver. They deliver. And that's and at WrestleMania at that, it's just <coughs> excuse me. It's gonna be great. And also in the news, Jake, we talked about it a little bit before going on air. Trish Stratus came out of retirement last night at a house yeah. show in Canada. 
very interesting. I don't think it's really going to amount to anything, but hey, you know, it's it's really cool to think, oh, we can go to a house show, uh, especially if you're in Canada, and Trish just might show up. And uh, only reason it got brought up is I'm watching WrestleMania 19, and uh, Trish came out, and I mentioned that she came out to her uh, to her match, and uh, yeah, it's just it's pretty interesting. Um, it, it, apparently, it's a clause in her contract, from what you were saying. That yeah, she can it, just kind of show up. Yeah, rumor has it. I don't know if it applies to TV or pay per view, but it looks like at least for live events like house shows, um, with her Legends deal, it gives the opportunity to where she can kind of show up when she wants. Um, she used to give them prior heads up and. They can work something out. If like even at the very least, if it's like, hey, like you go to a Canadian house show and there's a good chance you're gonna get to see Trish in some way, shape, or form on the card. Like that's a cool thing. Right. You know, that's that's cool for her to still kind of get to do that a little bit, but without all the stress of you know, doing it on live TV or committing to certain dates. Right. Uh, you know, I'd be okay if they do that with all their legend contracts. You know, like if you're in good enough shape to work or even if they're not like I remember. Remember when WWE advertised the Starcade house shows. A couple of years back and yes, yes, they were I think they were I can't remember if they were in Georgia or in the Carolinas. And it's like, you know, it was a regular WWE house show. Except they would have Ric Flair at some point or Arn Anderson. Like right. all the the one clip I remember is like Dolph Ziggler's in the ring talking smack to Arn Anderson and Ric Flair, and Arn's just like, "There's one thing you got to remember, son. You're in Horseman Country." Yeah, and it's just like it's pop, man. It's 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 like good get, to do. Give me that every every time we can. Yeah, I mean. You know, I, there's not really many people that you could just speak upon for for Oklahoma, but like it would be cool if, you know, that could happen where Jim Ross just popped out for, you know, just to talk. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's just really cool. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to read this list off to you. I just came across the list. WWE released their top 38 since we're on WrestleMania 38. WrestleMania moments. Can I can I share one thing before you read that? Yeah. I will say this, uh, just in regards to a little bit more news. Um, as you guys are, well, I guess it, I think it's happening tonight. Supercard of Honor. Is that tonight or is that next week? I believe that's next week. But I'm pretty, Tony sure, Khan, it's go, I'm pretty sure it's going ahead. Um, before Mania. Before Mania. I want to say maybe even that morning. Yeah, it's it's happening April 1st, like that morning. That morning. So the reason I wanted to bring that up is because it was announced this week that not only will that show be happening, but there will be weekly Ring of Honor television. There's rumors that if AEW finalizes the HBO Max deal that's been rumored and hinted at, that maybe instead of it being an exclusive you know, to a TV channel, you could watch the HBO app 
and watch Ring of Honor Weekly in there, or it could be, you know, on their YouTube channel or something like that. It's just encouraging to know that Ring of Honor is going to have weekly TV again. It's just going to be interesting because we really don't know anything about that yet. Right. And, you know, it's it's just been really cool to uh, to see that there's going to be ROH again, and it's going to be its own separate thing. It's not going to be AWROH. Like, so that's that's really exciting. Um, I'm going to run down that card real quick, if yeah, you don't mind. Yeah, please do. So we get uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito. Uh, winner takes all to determine the undisputed ROH champion. Remember when Bandito was it all in? Yeah, I do. And then... Every all the other luchadors from the card got signed, and for whatever Except reason, for him. they went for him and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Um, the Briscoes versus FTR. We're finally getting that match, and it's for the ROH world title, which is really interesting knowing that uh FTR is about looking like they're gonna turn babyface. Yeah. Um, from their recent presentation. So I'd love to see how that goes. Um, Alex Zane versus Swerve Strickland. Um, Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty with Matt Seidel. And then for the ROH Pure Championship, we're getting uh, Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta. I fully, I, I want to touch on this real quick. And uh, there's a lot of uh, AEW talent on this card. And there's probably going to be more matches announced. But, you know... Which is to be expected right now because they don't have anybody under contract. Right. Um, I fully expect Wheeler Yuta to win that pure championship. Um, and I'll tell you why. They've been teasing Wheeler Yuta joining uh, up with Moxley and uh, Brian Danielson in their, their uh, group. That just fits. That just fits him winning mm -hmm. that title proving himself and uh, going from there. So I fully expect that. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what their first presentation as a product is past Sinclair owning that company, um, especially in a building that Tony Khan knows very well, the Curtis Caldwell arena. They have a W there mm -hmm. constantly. Um, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see what happens there. Uh, if I could afford the tickets, we probably would have gone that day. And now that I'm actually reading it, it's Friday. So that might actually be at night. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, 7 p.m. So um, that would be that's probably going to be a really good show. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some AEW, more AEW guys show up there. Yeah, it, it's good. It's just exciting because there's more that we don't know than we do know. Right. And that that's just always a great thing because it means possibilities are still endless. Um, I, I'll throw this out there, you know, the early days of ring of honor where it was in high school gyms right in vfws like i would love it if they go back to that to where it's like hey 
for 20 bucks, you could go see a Ring of Honor show again. Right. And they're going to VFW halls all around the country. They're going to like high school and colleges around the country. Make it very territorial. Yeah. I, I think we need, like, I would even love it, you know, at points in the Attitude Era and um, in the New Generation Era, WWE was still running some pretty small venues every now and then. And so, like, I would just, I, I think that's just a cool thing to have your big stadium shows and to have smaller options as well. Obviously, you're probably not going to get your top star on those, but, you know, every once in a while, right? you throw a, you throw a little bone here and there, and I think it's just cool. I think there's... I dig it, man. You know, it's an easy thing to do. You're going to make money on it. It's going to be great. Um, so I'm going to run through some of these real quick. Yeah. And these uh, are the top 38 WrestleMania moments, you said? According to WWE. Mm. Number three. So I expect number two to be Tamina <laughs> and Alicia Fox versus Sasha and Bailey. If it if it's a WWE list, I'm just throwing that out. There. Number 38. Roman Reigns defeats The Undertaker. I don't remember anything about that match, except it being a fairly bad match. It was it's just weird. It's I haven't watched it back since it aired. Obviously, there's the clips from the last ride documentaries. Um, I do remember like Undertaker just going like super intense. And then you get Uber Roman the last second where you know Undertaker hit the a choke slam, then he hit the last ride, and then he hit a tombstone and kept hitting Roman with chairs and chairs, but then Roman hits one Superman punch or one spear and right. Undertaker loses. It's uh I'm gonna the post match is is better than the right. match. I'm gonna go through most of these pretty quick. So yeah. number thirty seven, Andre the Giant slams big John Stutt. That that should be on the list. Number 36, Snoop Dogg performs Sasha Banks' WrestleMania entrance. No. No. Um, you got me and my baby because she's here to stop a <laughs> wrestling bug. I think, I can't remember what WrestleMania that was at. It I was think like, it was at the last time they were in Dallas. I'm pretty <clears> sure. I think so, too. I just remember, I was like, oh, cool, it's Snoop Dogg. And then Sasha's music I mean, hits. And it's like, oh. I was excited that Snoop Dogg was doing it. Like, it made a lot of sense to me, but like, it's not a WrestleMania moment. Like the fact that we can't remember what mania it's at does not yeah. mean that it it's a big laugh. moment. Um, like the, <laughs> when you said, when you started saying Snoop Dogg, I was like, oh, he's going to talk about Mania 24 when Snoop Dogg was the guest host and he was driving around his pimped out golf cart and definitely Mr. Socko had bling. Definitely no. Um, number 35, Brock Lesnar defeats Kurt Angle. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm on board with that. Uh, number 34, the Doctor of Thugonomics returns. So a couple uh, years ago. This is a solid moment. Solid moment. Um, not my absolute favorite moment, but hey, it was a good moment. Uh, 32, this one deserves to be on the list. Randy Orton's super RKO on Seth Rollins. Nice. One of the most lasting uh, pictures from that night. Probably the two most lasting pictures from that night involve Seth Rollins, which is kind of weird to think about. 
Yeah, it is weird. Um, and they're both complete opposites. And they're different matches. Like, that's just kind of cool. Uh, 31, Kane attacks MLB legend Pete Rose. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm on board with that. Okay. I, um, I think I read something, or maybe you sent it to me, that he made like 50 grand off of that appearance. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Number 30, Triple H saves his career against Batista. Okay. Um, yeah. I think that's more Triple H vanity, which also, like, I do want to say I do respect Triple H. He's had a great career. He is a superstar in wrestling. Um, I think a lot of that was from his own vanity. But, hey, like, more power to you. He did what he needed to do. Yeah. Um, 29, Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon join forces. Okay. I like that. 28. WrestleMania 17. Ronda Rousey submits Stephanie McMahon. I could not even tell you that that was the finish of that match. I I didn't. I just remember that match being fun, but I don't remember any fun particular match. moment. I liked that match, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, we got to go watch this moment. It's one of the greatest moments of all time. Um, <laughs> 27. The Rock defeats Eric Rowan in the fastest WrestleMania match ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a great and moment. It's not. Send him, send him all the way to AEW. Right. 26, Edge wins the first Money in the Bank match. Okay. That, nice. that belongs on the list. Um, number 25, and I do believe this is WrestleMania 31. Uh, Degeneration X versus the NWO, which wasn't an actual match. Correct. But, but hey, you know, it's a great moment. I, I actually, I rewatched that moment on Friday. I think really it was. good moment. I mean, yeah, it's cool hearing that music hit at WrestleMania again. Like, yeah, a perfect example of what we we're talking about of like, it doesn't have to be a match. Yeah. You know, it's just a moment a within moment. the match. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like that. Um, this one should be much higher on the list for me, but that's just out of personal fandom. Randy Savage wins the WWE title, comes in at 24. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure that's accurately ranked outside of my fandom. Um, 23, the Hardy Boys return. WrestleMania 33, 34, something like that. It was 34. It was Orlando. I know that. Yeah. Great moment. Fantastic moment. You know what? I think it was 33 because I think 33 is Orlando. Yeah, because 34 is Dallas. No, 34 is when they go back to New Orleans. Then is 32 Dallas? 32 is Dallas. 33 is... Or Orlando. Orlando. Okay. Because um, 33 has the roller coaster. Roman Reigns wins WWE title from Triple H. I mean, okay. I'm not surprised it's up there. Okay. I'm just, just going to say that. Yeah, that's all, all I'm going to say is, okay. Okay. 21. Razor Ramon wins the iconic ladder match. That needs to be much higher on this list. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm glad that they included it. Um, number 20, which this one also should be higher on the list. Mr. McMahon gets his head shaved. <laughs> great, great moment. Uh, a lot of people will say no because Donald Trump's involved, but it's a great moment. Ir- but they should say yes because Bobby Lashley's involved. There you go. Number 19. This is a surprise on the list, and I am i don't hate it, but I also... It, it shouldn't be this high. Bianca Belair wins the SmackDown women's title. I don't hate that this is on the list. Like, yeah, it's a great it's moment, true. but like, come on. It's just modern WWE bias. Right. Notice they don't say anything about, you know, she wins it, but who returns and just snatches it from her immediately? 18. John Cena wins his first WWE title from JBL. Great moment. It is a great moment. Deserves to be on the list. Number 17. Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage for the Intercontinental title should be at least top 10, if not top five. I know we have a recency bias, but come on. Come on, man. Number 16, The Undertaker retires Shawn Michaels. Okay. Great moment. Like, I have have no problem with that. This one, it was robbed. This next one was robbed of a much higher spot. Number 15, Daniel Bryan, Yeslemania. Mm. that's probably the greatest Wrestlemania moment in the last decade at least I mean that's that's the last time you've gotten I mean I guess you could say Bianca Belair or you could say Roman but it's like that's the last time you've gotten a genuine like underdog baby face like they win the main event of Wrestlemania number 14 The Rock defeats John Cena Mm-hmm. Great moment. It's one of my favorite WrestleMania moments, yeah. so I'm not mad. No I think that one's coming. accurately ranked. Yeah. Um, number 13, The Undertaker returns as the dead man. I hope if that's talking about WrestleMania 20, I will I gladly so. sign off on that. Number 12, this one does not deserve to be on the list. Charlotte Flair ends Asuka's undefeated streak. This was a bad moment. It just was not a good moment. No one cared after it was done. Number 11. This one deserves to be much higher. Stone Cold wins his first WWF championship. Mm. Yeah. Number 10. Also deserves to be top five. Edge Spears, Jeff Hardy in midair. Yeah. Yeah. Number nine, Rey Mysterio wins the world title for Eddie Guerrero. I I think it needs to be on the list. I don't think it needs to be that high. I think I would... They're not going to put it on there, but I think I would put Chris Benoit's win around there. Yeah. Um, Number eight, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth reunite. That that deserves that's, to be topped in. I'm pretty sure that's exactly where I would put that moment right there. Yeah. Number seven, Kofi Kingston wins the WWE title. Great moment. Great moment, but I, I think, think it's it needs, further down the list. Yeah. Like how how is that higher than Daniel Bryan? Right. Right. 
Number six, The Rock defeats Hollywood Hogan. That one is just outside the top five, and I, I, I don't like it. I don't like that it's that low. Yeah. But recency bias. Um, Because yeah. that's arguably the biggest match in Mania history. The next one is arguably one of the biggest matches in WrestleMania history. Shawn Michaels beats Bret Hart. In sudden death after 60 minute Iron Man match. I did rewatch that on. They Thursday. replay that sound clip every <clears throat> WrestleMania. The boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. And that, like, for an Iron Man match, like, the pacing of it is great. It does not feel like an hour when you're watching That's it. That's one of my least favorite parts about an Iron Man match is that it, we know that it's going at least 30 to 60 minutes. And so it kind of takes some of the breath out of it. But mm. hey, I love that match. Yeah. Um. Which I I'm gonna st say this right now. Uh It should have ended in Brett Fart, Brett Fart, Brett Hart's <laughs> favor. <laughs> Shout out to Matthew McCright for the <laughs> S Hitman wet fart. The it should have ended in Brett Hart's favor because. The rules of the match is you've got 60 minutes to get as many pins as you want. Shawn Michaels did not pin him at all, so therefore, he should have retained. Yeah, it was a no contest, so it should have should have been a no contest, but... I understand like all, it's mania. Yeah, like all things, you can't have them... You know, you, you can't just have a clean finish. You gotta have... Right. Something happened last second right. where it's like, oh, well, we got to restart the match. It's like, no, that's not how matches work. Number four, Becky Lynch wins the first women's main event. I do think this needs to be high on the list, but not top five. Yeah. Like for, for I would history, put this number 10 high. I would put this number 10. I'd say that I'd say 10 to 15 range would because be it was historic. It was the first women's main event. Yeah. And since since then, we've had at least one more. Uh, it sounds like we're going to have another one this year. Um, I, it, you know. <clears throat> it makes sense, but it's also criminal that that's higher ranked than some of the other moments we've shared. This one is accurately ranked. Hulk Hogan slams Andre the Giant. Hmm. Number three, right where it belongs. Yeah. I have no qualms with the top three. I'll say that. Number two, Seth Rollins cashes in. I it's the greatest I, cash in of all time. Oh, it's easily. I don't know if it's top three worthy, but I think it's top 10 worthy because who I mean, up until that moment, it's almost like people didn't know you could cash in it at Mania and for it to interrupt Brock versus Roman of all matches. Right. Normally, yeah. you've cash ins happen where nothing like importance going on, but that to be your world title main event. You know, it like it, it literally launched Seth to the main event. It launched him into the stratosphere and he it's made a main event superstar that has lasted. Yeah, exactly. Um, Number one, and I agree with this greatest moment in WrestleMania history. Brock Lesnar ends the undefeated streak of Undertaker. This is correct. This should have been number one all along. It's the most holy shit moment in WrestleMania history. Yeah. 
the I mean, even just so we talked about this a little bit off air. We'll we'll go ahead and talk about it now. I suggested we shared mania moments uh, because I was going to share this moment. I remember I was with some good brothers and we were watching this and the ref counts to three and it's almost like time froze. It's like, wait, yeah. Oh, they're probably, they're probably going to restart the match or it's like, Oh, I don't think the ref was supposed to count. I think they were supposed to kick out and the ref didn't hold back. It was just this weird moment to where I've never heard a crowd just go silent like that. Like everyone was surprised. Everybody was shocked. And it's just utter silence. Like the announcers aren't saying anything. Like me and my buddies were like looking around at each other, like what's going on. And the camera just cuts to Paul Heyman, like hands on his head like this. And he just starts screaming, Brock, you did it. You did it, Brock. And it's just like, what? It has become what happened. One of the greatest moments in WrestleMania history. Besides that is cutting to the man whose eyes are about to pop out of his head. Yeah. Like it's an iconic photo at this point of a random fan that is in disbelief. It's on. Un- un- it's amazing. I'll, I'll share the picture um, the day this ep- episode drops, but I have a picture of myself and two good brothers that we took literally seconds after the streak ended. And two of my friends like their faces are utterly shocked mine's almost like a ha- like kind of like a shocked smile because i'm like okay like they're gonna restart the match or they're gonna show that undertaker's foot was like under the rope or something like that or right something like that and then they never restarted the match the streak was ended it was over and honestly, that's where Undertaker should have been done, yep. in my opinion. I know we got some really good uh, moments after that, especially the graveyard match, but like that should have been the final. Yeah, I I think that should have been it, because guess what? You can still have moments. <clears throat> like even, you know, his four minutes with Cena, like that was still great. Like that was still a moment. You know, the the Boneyard match was still a moment. All these, like, you can still do stuff. But, right, you know, going back to Roman beating him, it, it translated as, oh, they're just doing this to make Roman look better. But it's like, hey, it's not that big of a deal to beat Undertaker at Mania because he's already been beat. Right. I mean... You know, he had a great, like, he went on to have really great matches after that. But, you know, it's almost like, well, then that kind of undoes the specialty of him losing. Yeah, and it, like you said, it just had no, it had no umph to any more of his matches besides the Boneyard match for me. Yeah. Because, like, the next year, it's, I am the new face of fear. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares that he was facing Wyatt. It was past the point. Wyatt should have been that opponent for him mm-hmm. if they were going to do it. Yeah. But instead, they went John Cena and Bray Wyatt the year before. 
when everybody was clamoring for Bray, Bray Wyatt, and they, they did it too late. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, cool. We're getting another match. So it's like, is Undertaker just going to lose again? Oh, no, he just beat him. Okay, well, that's just to make him feel better for losing last year. Now, right. don't get me don't get me wrong. Twenty after that mania, Brock and Undertaker have an incredible feud where they have like the banger at SummerSlam. They oh, have yeah. like the hell in the set. Like they do some great stuff, they but do it's some like great things. But it's like what like Undertaker doesn't need credibility back again. But also, so some like, of his worst matches were after that. Yeah, like we, that's when you get into Saudi Arabia. That's when you get into crown jewel it you know just all you know he it i'm glad they i've i would be happy if the boneyard is the last in-ring stuff he ever does because yeah. it would it was a good note I, I i'd say this i'd be cool if they did more boneyard stuff if it's like you know every now and then like somebody runs their mouth and they like show up to undertaker's property and he beats them up Right. Like, I'd be okay with that. So that's the list. Um, you know, we were talking, we've been talking about that moment for, for weeks. Uh, it, it's the greatest moment in WrestleMania history. I will say that. It's, it's probably one of the one that they got exactly right on that whole list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's insane. Um, because Bef- nobody thought it would ever happen. Before we end the uh before we end the news, we do want to say Triple H has announced his retirement. While not a fan of Triple H, I appreciate his work as in WWE. There's a reason why there's not a lot of Triple H fans, and that's because he was the ultimate heel during his time. Yeah, someone put that out there, and it was like, "Damn it, that makes too much sense," and I don't like it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like his job was for you to hate him. I mean, like in honest, like outside of DX, everybody hated him, right? Right. the The only times in his career people liked him are DX, and then when he becomes all of a sudden becomes a super nice guy and is like Papa NXT, right. which. You know, we could, I don't think it's the right time to dive into it, but we could talk about like the whole thing where it's like, why is Triple H nice all of a sudden in NXT? But all you hear are the horror stories of how he buried people and, or even like he was playing the bad guy on TV, but then he was the, the uber good guy over NXT. Yeah, it's like it. It does. You you can't do both. You can't have both. You can't be this sinister like. Oh, like get on Twitter and run your mouth about how how boring Raw is, and then go to NXT and be like, "We're here to change the business." It's like no, right? No, you you don't get to do both. I will say, like <clears throat> he like he's a great heel, you know, fantastic heel. Yeah, like. Yes, his DX stuff is to the point to where, like, you want to cheer for it, but his heel-heel stuff is, like, you hate him, and he's so good at it. You know, he's not there to sell T-shirts. He's there to make you hate him. And I, I've i talked about it a lot where 
brother of the show, Johnny Cove, traumatized me as a child because Randy Orton was my favorite. And he's like, hey, you want to watch this pay-per-view where Randy Orton's world champ? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, guess guess what happened? Randy Orton wins the title in August. And in September, guess who has to beat Randy Orton for the title? Triple H. Triple H. And so, <clears throat> you know, like I always go back and forth. Like I love Triple H. Like I love Evolution. But I hate Triple H because he turned on Randy Orton and beat him up and all this. So it's like, it is sad. Um, you know, they haven't been fully transparent about exactly what happened or why it happened. Um, but the good news is he, he's still here because as we've seen with wrestlers of his generation, he very easily could have not been here. I mean, and I mean this in the most respectful way. It could have been Eddie Guerrero all over again. Right. You know, it could have been Mr. Perfect all over again. It there, could have been all these guys all over again. From the sounds of everything that happened, I mean, supposedly he has a defibrillator. He's got a lot that's happened. It could have been much, much worse. And I'm happy that he's still here for his family for his work, for his, you know, his kids, everything. Because it could have been we lost Scott Hall and Triple H within the same few Week. moments. Yeah. And it, it it's it's incredible that he he is still here. And I saw a, a take this week that was horrible where someone was like, name one retirement wrestling that is actually stuck. Right. Because it's like everyone who has retired has come out of retirement. Like even Edge and Christian came out of retirement. Like, right. You know, even Daniel Bryan, like all these people. And it's like, yeah, it's that Triple H is a defibrillator in his heart. So, like, here's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm no doctor. I don't know the specifics, but something tells me, like, you know, it could be very possible Triple H could never even work out again. Right. Because his heart just can't take the, the stress. So it, it's heartbreaking. I think it's appropriate to to watch some Triple H matches. Uh, watch some Triple H Mania matches. He always um, delivers at Mania. Yeah. 17 versus Undertaker is great. 30 um, versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, 22 versus Cena is great. 21 versus Batista. Like there's anything through that early 2000s with Triple H is gold. I mean, he was yeah. really on the top of his game at that point. Like 18, I think it's versus Jericho, 19 versus Booker. I'll say, you know, Booker should have won that match where we won't talk about it anymore. But like even the match, like it's just incredible. Like he, whether you like him or you hate him, the dude knows how to show up and and perform. Like Bruno, we don't talk about WrestleMania 19. That is true. The one that but, I'm currently watching. <laughs> but, Jake, I think it's time for us to talk about something a little more wholesome. It's something we've had planned for a while. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something we talked about um, back in... I think it was the first episode of season three. If not um, in season two, I'd have to go back. But we promised you that we would have two inductions to be part of the first ever 
Brothers in Kayfabe Hall of Fame class. Now, Jake, what is the purpose behind the Brothers in Kayfabe having a Hall of Fame? The purpose behind it is just to recognize our good brothers and our favorite wrestlers. Um, you know, not we're not trying to, you know, mark out for ourselves or pop ourselves. We're simply just trying to, uh, you know, recognize those people that have helped us along the way, who have helped us in big ways. And there were none more perfect than this year's inductee. And, you know, we, we've, we talked about this at the beginning of season three. And now we're officially ready to unveil our first inductee. And I believe we have a little video package we ready do. for that. And, and now here's a little caveat. We, Jake mentioned the, this is a time for us to recognize good brothers and good sisters. But when it comes to wrestlers, you know, Obviously, we could put just our favorite wrestlers in there, but the wrestlers, there is criteria that they're chosen from, and it's really who's a good brother and who's a good sister. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the Hall of Fame Class of 2022. For the first time in history, all the good brothers and good sisters gather together for the Brothers in Kayfabe Hall of Fame Ceremony. Though he got into professional wrestling late, Jimmy Jackson's contributions to the Brothers in Kayfabe in their inaugural season are indisputable. And where would professional wrestling be without the legendary influence and impact of the one and only Terry Funk? So join us for the inaugural celebration of the Brothers in Kayfabe Hall of Fame. It is my great honor to join you all here tonight at the Brothers in Kayfabe Hall of Fame ceremony. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who are listening, those of you who are watching on YouTube, and those of you who are here in spirit. This is a moment we never thought if we would actually get here or not, because throughout various travesties and tragedies in the history of Brothers in Kayfabe, we faced a lot of hardship but we are here in part because of the spirit of being a good brother and a good sister. So at this time, we would like to introduce our dearly departed former co-host, best friend, and all-around good brother, ladies and gentlemen, the incredible Triple J. Jimmy Jackson. Born and raised in Southwest Oklahoma, Triple J Jimmy Jackson 
found his way into professional wrestling later in his lifetime. Though discovering it late, Jimmy quickly excelled and reached limits of wrestling fans' dreams, attending shows all over the state of Oklahoma and even Japan and Texas. Triple J Jimmy Jackson's contributions helped launch the brothers in kayfabe to where they are today. So please welcome Triple J Jimmy Jackson into the BIK Hall of Fame. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy holds a special place into my heart. Uh, you knew him before I did, and you introduced me to Jimmy at a Monday Night Raw t- uh, right before COVID. And instantly we all became good brothers and, and just spawned this podcast. And guy's got a heart of gold. He loves professional wrestling just as much as we do. And though being new to wrestling, um, he has quickly adapted to being all-knowing of of old times. And uh, it's just a very good brother. Um, so we just want to we, we want to thank Jimmy for helping spawn the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. We do. Jimmy is an incredible friend. Um, so much so, uh, I was in his wedding. He was in my wedding. He's just such a, a good hang, a good brother to be with. And, um, for me, it was super exciting as he was kind of discovering wrestling. He was, so, uh, we, he's talked about it before he, macho man got him into wrestling. And my first memory of really talking to Jimmy was he had, um, like one of the three disc sets, macho man DVDs. And he had a Macho Man action figure. I was like, oh, sweet. Like, you got Macho Man. Oh, sweet. Like, you got a Macho Man DVD. And literally, like, a few days later, um, we got each other's phone numbers. And that's where our friendship kicked off. Um, You know, he was super important to the launching of Brothers in Kayfabe and the start of it. Uh, And, you know, we... We jokingly talk about the passing of Triple J Jimmy Jackson, but we do truly miss him um, wherever he is. Um, you know, he's up there with Fritz von Eric, and they're they're booking the the greatest main event you'll you'll ever see. It's just one of those things to where you know Jimmy really does set the example of what a good brother should be. He's a great hang. He loves what he loves when it comes to wrestling, and he loves hearing what others love. Um, so, yeah, I, I could not think of a better brother to kick off our Hall of Fame, Jake. And now for our second inductee into the Hall of Fame, one of the greatest brothers to ever live, Mr. Terry Funk. Raised in the great state of Texas, Terry Funk rose to legendary status in the world of professional wrestling coming from a lineage others just wish they could be a part of. Finding fame both in the United States, Japan, and really honestly everywhere with that beautiful vinyl LP and cassette tape he put out, Terry Funk is without a doubt the most legendary brother to ever walk the face of the earth. 
Whether it's taking care of his sick horses or competing in a death match, welcome Terry Funk into the BIK Hall of Fame. Man, like Terry Funk is incredible. So much so, you know, every week we talk about the wrestling we're watching. I'm watching Terry Funk versus Sabu at ECW's 1997 Born to be Wired. You know, Terry Funk, like, I feel like there's a couple of different people you could think of when you think of, like, what is a pro wrestler? Like, what is the perfect example? I think Terry Funk is easily one of those. You know, just the legendary career of what he did in the States, what he did in Japan. You know, the joke is, how many times has Terry Funk retired? Right. The fact is, you know, his real, real retirement was 97 yet he didn't really, really retire until 2017 is insane. I mean, you have stuff like Beyond the Mat, you know, like Terry Funk, he's just so wholesome. Like I loved when I was super, when I first got super heavy into wrestling in 2006, ECW One Night Stand happens and Terry Funk returns to WWE of all places like, it's funny that they brought Terry Funk in to really put ECW on the map in the 90s. And now here you are 10 years later and they're bringing Terry Funk back to get WWE ECW off the map. He's just like, man, like, I want to listen to all the interviews. I want to watch all of his matches. You know, there's really not anything Terry Funk can do wrong. Except no. for when he's walking away and beyond the mat and he kind of steps in the pothole and rolls his ankle, but it is what it is. It is what it is. He's he's a pioneer of the sport. He set the tone for what a great uh, wrestler LP should be. Um, but his greatest contribution uh, has got to be the resurgence of ECW. Um, you know, helping that get over uh you know they say it best and beyond the mat without him uh there is no hugeness that ecw becomes and uh, you know he's he's an icon of the sport what can you say yeah. uh whether it's him or chainsaw Char- charlie uh everyone knows terry funk uh loved terry funk and it's also spawned my favorite uh, wrestling game. And it's what is your favorite uh, Terry Funk wrestling match? And mine is, uh, well, losers got to denounce Christ and uh, live a life of sin match. That's my favorite. It's just like, it's great. You know, we, we had some near and dear friends who used to host the... Uh, kayfabe wrestling radio or kayfabe wrestling news and you know terry funk frequented that show a lot and you know just getting to hear some of the crazy match types he would come up with and it's just one of those things to where like terry funk can do no wrong now i think it's okay if i share this the reason we needed to induct these two guests together um because Terry Funk is Jimmy's favorite wrestler, um, right. which like, if you know Jimmy, like that makes perfect sense. And it's so wholesome and so awesome. But as Jimmy was diving into pro wrestling 
and uncovering just history, he found out his grandfather at one point was the lawyer to a Mr. Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. Um, that's a story. I'm going to get a Ouija board at some point and see if I can contact Jimmy on the other side and see if we could get Jimmy to kind of do a deep dive and sharing about how he discovered that and what he knows about it and even his experience in reaching out to Terry Funk. But like, how, how cool is it that Terry Funk leaves WWF because he tells Vince he's got to He's got to go back home because his horses are sick. Right. And do you know where Terry Funk shows up right after that, Jake? Where? WCW. (laughs) It's like, I got to go, Vince. My horses are sick. He's incredible. I, you know, it's a running joke that he's retired so many times, but you know, wrestling would be worse off without Terry Funk. And that's all we got to say about, about, that is just wrestling would not be the same without funk and you know i'm happy to have seen a match of his not in person but be able to have seen his matches and and truly Mm -hmm. it's just great it's great being a fan of his so um terry funk we're so glad that he is our first ww our first wrestler inductee to the Hall of Fame. Yes, there is a bunch of people that the comment section would say are more deserving of that spot, but there are reasons behind both, as Landon uh, specified. And that's probably going to be how it goes, is is when someone gets inducted, along goes their favorite wrestler. So, Landon, you are looking a little squeamish over there. What's going on? I'm... I'm starting to rethink our decision of inducting Terry Funk because I just watched the man <laughs> take off bit the referee Bill Alfonso's shirt, grab a loop of barbed wire, and just hold it against his back and just cheese grate him with it. Um, and if you know Terry Funk, brother, the reason his left hand looks so good is because he hits you full force. That's all I'm going to say. So <laughs> thankfully... Terry has not hurt any of us, so he will remain in the Hall of Fame because he's without a doubt a great, good brother. So, Jake, I think it's only fitting if we give one more round of applause to the Brothers in Kayfabe Hall of Fame class of 2022. And with that being said, it is back to WrestleMania talk because as we talked about at the beginning of the show, Jake, it's the week leading up to well, it is the week of WrestleMania. WrestleMania is at the end of it this week. Is Mania week? So I thought it would be fitting if we talked about a couple of things. I think first, because we've we've kind of touched on it very very loosely in the past uh, when talking about Stone Cold versus The Rock, but I think Jake, we should talk about some of our favorite WrestleMania theme songs or music used at WrestleMania. I just want to start this with, do you know we are now three straight years where the WrestleMania theme song is done by the weekend? I'm not surprised. I did (laughs) not know that, but you know, that brings me to my first favorite theme, 
My House by Flo Rida. I'm it was kidding. A good, it was a good theme song. I mean, it, yeah. It, it was. was. Watching the pre-show was a nightmare because it'd be like 20-minute loops at some times. Um, I will say it's interesting how WrestleMania theme songs have kind of evolved in the past to where sometimes there was like, you know, this is the WrestleMania theme song. We're going to play it every year. And then it kind of changes based off of the theme. And now there's some WrestleManias where you have like three or four theme songs. Well, like I told you earlier, I compiled a list of every WrestleMania theme song and WrestleMania uh, four through WrestleMania six was Grand Spectacle by Jim Johnson. There you go. Um, and then from from excuse me, that was WrestleMania eight that it went through. Um, WrestleMania six through WrestleMania eight was Grand Spectacle by Jim Johnson. Then it was uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. And 14 were all WrestleMania by Jim Johnson. Um, but surprisingly, WrestleMania 2 did not have a theme song, apparently. Um, but surprisingly, the first two uh, theme songs that were not a in-house production was WrestleMania 1 and WrestleMania 3. Wow. Not WrestleMania 1, the theme song, which this is kind of weird to say, was Easy Lover by Phil Collins. I love that. Shout out to brother of the pod, Johnny Cove, fellow Phil Collins fan. Man, I love that so much. That's uh, I'm going to watch WrestleMania 1 this week. WrestleMania Just 3, for that fact. the theme was Who's Zoomin' Who by Aretha Franklin. I'm and now, Aretha Franklin! I, because of WrestleMania... That was my only context of who Aretha Franklin was for decades. Yeah. And I remember I at my elementary school, there was a How to Draw Celebrities book from like the 80s. And Aretha Franklin was in there. And so like I got it and I like drew Aretha Franklin and then drew like the WrestleMania logo behind her. Because I think I can't remember if it's I think it might be WrestleMania 23. They bring her back. Yeah, it's either 22 or 23. They bring her back and she sings America the Beautiful again. But man, we need a Aretha Franklin figure. I think it was 23 because I think it was in Detroit. You are correct. Um, So I'm going to start off with one of my favorite themes of all time. We're going to list our top five. Um, and it's actually the first one since WrestleMania three to have its own theme song that was done by an outside artist. And that is my way by limp biscuit, mm. a song that we have mentioned multiple times. That's synonymous with WrestleMania synonymous with pro wrestling, limp biscuit, my way X seven Landon. What is your first one to talk about? So, are you doing yours in a particular order, or just at, or not placing them in order? Not placing them in order. Okay, because I I don't have the heart to I can't try and do that. Them. But I will say this: I will kick us right off the gates. Um, I'll agree. Like my way by Limp Biscuit, it's like 
We've talked about it so many times, and it will continue to come up. It's such a great theme song for the pay-per-view, but the way it's used to hype up Stone Cold versus The Rock, I mean, there's literally no greater video package in professional wrestling history. There's, There's not nothing that comes even close. It's just the perfect tone. Um, and you know, people give Limp Biscuit crap, but Limp Biscuit is awesome. Like, listen to Dad Vibes if you haven't. You know, it's it, they're like it's incredible. And I will always, if anyone is ever like Limp Biscuit sucks, I will send them the link to the SmackDown Go Home before WrestleMania of The Rock versus Steve Austin. So my way is also your choice. Yes, that, that that'll be my first one. Okay. Um my next one is one that every time I hear this song, I get chills and it's all I think about is seeing The Rock and John Cena over this song. And that is Coming Home by Diddy. Mm. I love that song simply because of that WrestleMania moment and it's such a great uh song for their return to New York that year. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, you have, you actually have multiple themes. This is the era where you had multiple themes for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so you had, uh, coming home by Diddy, uh, bones by the young guns, um, surrender by angels and airwaves and letters from the sky by civil twilight. I don't remember any of those. I just remember the promos coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world that I'm coming home. Man, like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. So it's, it's it was a perfect song for that that mania with 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 the rock. And I I want to say like right after that part, they got the finally like it was just it was it's such a good package. It was like, great. It was great. Yeah. I think we need to share some of these on Facebook this week in our group. I'm going to look up some of the packages specifically because <clears throat> they were that was a really good one. That was great. That was a solid pick. I am going to say Big Time by Peter Gabriel. It was one of the two theme songs for WrestleMania 22. I could talk about how impactful WrestleMania 22 is in my life forever. But this is for me, this song It's like Peter Gabriel is awesome. You know, like early Genesis going back to easy lover with Phil Collins. Now yeah. both lead people of Genesis have had WrestleMania theme songs, but it's just like the, the grandeur of that song. Yeah. It makes WrestleMania just like, Oh yeah. Like the WrestleMania is the big time. Like this is like, the stage of the immortals. Like it, it, you know, it's this larger than life event where literally like careers are made, like icons are made in this night. Yeah. Um, and it's just a fun song. Like I remember, I didn't know who Peter Gabriel was for the longest time. I only knew him because of this song and I'm like in fifth or sixth grade and we go to the mall and it's like playing over the speakers and I'm like singing along to it. And my parents turn around. They're like, how on earth do you know the song? I was like, WrestleMania, baby. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, my next one, WrestleMania 25. Mm. Shoot to Thrill by ACDC. 
so such good. a great song in its own right. Um, but also just like it fits the theme of WrestleMania so much. Like if there was any ACDC song that would fit WrestleMania, it's that one. And I just can remember them doing the package and then coming into the, the arena and it's playing over the loudspeaker and just, Oh my gosh. And what a great mania that was. Yeah. That's where we get uh, Michaels and undertaker for the first time. Uh, Mm Hmm in that that whole like span of like this is that point of his career yeah and it was one of the best undertaker matches there was i just fondly remember that i remember it big mostly because that year and the next year wwe decided to team up with nbc and do the wrestlemania music uh video like highlight cap and it was like an I hour forgot all about that yeah those were my favorites I had them on my DVR in college and I would watch them over and over but they would have random like music and that's how like I heard some some of my favorite songs for the first time um I strictly remember dear for that match or for the Triple H Randy Orton match on that card mm. they had part of that set to I uh, monster by skillet mm. and it was oh it was whenever uh it was whenever randy was punting uh all the mcmahons mm. oh my this is gosh. a good time in my life dude like the memories i i i remember my little house in wichita watching <clears throat> it on my dvr such oh my gosh but that shoot to thrill it puts it it's one of those goosebump songs like i just think of wrestlemania 25 and how crazy is it that that was WrestleMania 25 and we're on 38 now? Like it's it's, just, it's insane to think about. So that is my next one. What was that? My third pick? Yeah, that was number three. So my third one is Superstar by Saliva. That is the theme song for WrestleMania 18. Yeah, and like it. It's just like high energy. Um, because a great theme song is one that works for. The video packages, but also like as soon as that opening pyro is going off and it's like, make me a superstar. It's just like, yeah, you know, we're live here at WrestleMania. It's just like, it, it's just a, a great, a lot of people would, you know, a lot of people probably don't like saliva, but man, like some of their stuff is, is great. And it's just like having music be the thing to just like set the bar of energy and excitement as soon as it kicks off and like WrestleMania 18 speaks for itself. Like it's so great, but it's like, Hey, I'm trying to remember. I like the opening match is like William Regal versus, um, maybe it's versus Kurt angle or something like that. I'd have to pull it up, but it's, it's just crazy how, you know, the, the opening match isn't like necessarily a banger, but as soon as it, the pay-per-view kicks off. Oh, it, yeah, it's verse it's Regal versus RVD for the IC title. So like not a bad match, but like the energy of that song is like, oh, oh, like sweet. Like we're getting William Regal right. versus RVD for the right. IC title. Let's go. As opposed to like, oh. 
We're getting Regal versus RVD. That'll be that'll be a fine match. So that's not the first or the only time that Saliva made it to WrestleMania. They also had it had one of their songs at another uh, Mania. This is true. And I I'm gonna get to that one. I want to point out something that I find hilarious. WrestleMania in Orlando, WrestleMania 24. The theme song is called Snow. For WrestleMania in Orlando. Orlando. Um, The first outdoor mania in decades. WrestleMania, it's Snow by Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is a good song, but uh, not one of my tops. But I just wanted to uh, point that one out. Um, WrestleMania 23. We're going to have back-to-back saliva songs. Ladies and gentlemen. It was so hard for me not to pick this. Probably one of their biggest hits as a band. And oh, it's such a good song. It was one of my pump up list songs uh, for football games. Like, mm, like, and that was, that was Detroit 23. That was so like perfect. Mm. It's like a Motor City song. Like, oh, it's so great. Like, there, we're we're gonna have to. I think for all of our songs, we post the some hype videos for them. Um, I I love that song. So, believe it or not, I was in fifth grade at this time, and <clears throat> they were. You know, you do your whole like, well, you're you're graduating fifth grade. You're going to middle school now, <laughs> and. They had us fill out a thing where it was like all the fifth graders would vote on stuff. And it was like, what song, what is like the song we should use? Like for our fifth grade, like graduation video that everyone will get a DVD of. And Jake, I put ladies and gentlemen by saliva that. And the, the reason I can't remember if they like wrote it on the paper and gave it back to me. Because yeah. we got all of our paper back, but somehow I found out they rejected mine because they used the word blood in it. Or no, they used the, the word bleed because it says your ears will be bleeding. And they're like, we, we can't use that. I was like, but it's such a great song. Like, welcome to the show. Like, ladies and gentlemen, like, great so take, Jake. that just sent me back to my fifth grade video our song for the fifth grade video. And it's not a song that people remember a whole lot of. It was my way. (laughs) No, (laughs) it was the world's greatest by, I believe it was R Kelly. And it was a song that he made for uh, Will Smith's uh, Ali movie. There you go. I am a Titan. I am a strong tree. Oh yeah, I remember. Man, what a what a song! But uh, yeah, it was definitely R. Kelly, and it was um, it was very much like a one hit, like not yeah, not big after that. It was yeah. literally for the movie <laughs> Ali. It was huge when it was huge, but that's it. Like, um, so. Just had to you you bring it up fifth grade videos. Yeah, how I still remember that I is love it. beyond me. But uh, it's the power of music. So, what is your next choice? So, my fourth one 
It is from a mania where there were a couple of different options. It is from WrestleMania 28. And it is Memory Remains by Metallica. It was primarily used to hype up. It was primarily used to hype up Undertaker versus Triple H. Last time ever. Hell in a Cell. And it was just like, it was just perfect. Like the, the music fits. Um, you know, the, the purpose of the match and the, the theme and the emotion and feelings they're trying to set. But it's also like, it's just like, you can't go wrong with that. Like I remember at WrestleMania, they play it like as the hell in the cell is lowering. It's just like, man, like they got Metallica to do the hell in the cells theme song. Like that's awesome. Which it's funny because that net, that year before, was whenever he came out to uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Yeah. Uh, Triple H did. And uh, he was definitely on a big Metallica kick at that point. Because there was. I I always hated it because they had that replay and it was something very similar. It was kind of like the Sandman stuff where it was very similar, but it wasn't. like Yeah. And so that always pissed me off. But that that original like entrance that's one of his best entrances of it's, all time so like even just like the visual like with all those gigantic screens it's incredible side note like shout out to motorhead for their two wrestlemania performances yeah because they performed both of his songs live didn't they yeah i it's they do i think it's wrestlemania 17 and then they do 21 it's time to play the game and it's like the wrestlemania 21 like it's Lim- like Lemmy's Lemmy, so he's probably partying backstage, and like he doesn't remember half the words, and so they're like, they're just doing the intro, like it's time to play the game, it's time to play the game. They start just blasting it. Triple H comes out, you know. Triple H is all hyped, and I think he's waiting for Lemmy to start singing before he like walks from the stage and starts making his way down the ramp and. Lemmy doesn't doesn't remember the words, so he's just like, I am the game, game, play me. I am the game, 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 play me. It's just like... R.I.P. Lemmy. It it still sounds awesome. Like, imagine if you got to go to Mania and you got to see that band perform, but I digress. So it's funny because um, that one... That WrestleMania, the actual theme almost made my list. And that was Invincible by Machine Gun Kelly, which is like one of those perfect like WrestleMania highlight songs. Like it just fits like a, a, a long uh, highlight video. Um, but like the memory remains. It's probably the best song on that. One of the best songs on this list. Mm. Uh, me being a huge Metallica fan, but um. So Jake, what's your what's your fifth one? What's your last one? This is another one of those that it's like it's just perfect for WrestleMania. And that is Written in the Stars by Tiny Tempa. And this is probably the only song he ever made that hit it big, but like it was WrestleMania 27. It's synonymous with that first uh rock or no, that was the next year was the rock and uh uh Cena it was synonymous with the rock returning to WrestleMania. Yeah. Cause that, that was the year he was like the, the, he guest, was the guest host. host. 
And uh, it just, it was another one of those where the, the highlight film to that song, it just worked so well. And like, it just, that's what I love about all these is whenever it just works perfectly. Um, quick side note, like I said, I'm watching WrestleMania 19 and uh, I forgot that when Hogan comes out, he is still coming out at this point to like the modified NWO music. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's like what sucks is finding an original copy because they've dubbed it all out but it's like when he was coming out to voodoo child by Jimi hendrix and so sometimes you get like the modified nwo music sometimes you get real american yeah it's just weird like there's nothing like i didn't know he came out to eye of the tiger until like Oh yeah, 2010. Because everything has been dubbed real American. That was his original theme. Um, yeah, you've lived till you've seen Hogan and WCW coming out to Real American. But uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I he has that shirt that just on the front says "What you gonna do," and like just such a such a weird period of his career where nothing matches like the rest of his career. Um, I will say Hogan versus Vince is such a great match. And it's so bloody. Yeah. Like the storytelling is it like, that's where you get devil Vince peeking up over the apron with a solid red face. He just, he just held up a, a sign that said Vince still sucks. And I love it. I love it, dude. Like, but yeah, that the written in the stars. It's a song that I still put on my playlist just because of WrestleMania. Um, it's probably not my highest ranked song out of this, but it's definitely one of my favorites from Mania Pass. Um, but it was real close with Invincible. I will say that. I love that. So mine. And I think is Florida. Welcome to my house. Pre-show started two hours ago, but you're still locked out because the Wi-Fi's down. That's all I remember. They just kept looping the song because the Wi-Fi that they were using for their ticket scanners was down, and so nobody could get into the building. Oh god. So there were like three people watching. It was like Ryback versus Kalisto or something on the pre-show, and like half the arena was empty. But I would have to say the number one WrestleMania theme song to me, my favorite one, is once again WrestleMania 22, and it is I Dare You by Shinedown. Mm. And it's just like the like I get goosebumps thinking about it because like lyrically the song is great. It's all about like proving yourself. Like the uh, the lyrics say like I dare you to tell me to walk through fire. I dare you to call me a liar. Like basically like you say whatever you want. I'm going to prove you wrong. Right. And just seeing like the the hype up videos of like hey like. Seen is going against Triple H, his biggest challenge yet, and he's going to try and beat him. You know, Shawn Michaels versus Vince, you know, Rey Mysterio winning the world title, 
from Kurt Angle and Randy Orton for the first time ever. You know, just all these great moments where it's like, hey, like, from a superstar, like, from a kayfabe superstar standpoint, it's like, hey, like, you put me on WrestleMania, and I'm going to show you why I belong on WrestleMania. It's just, like, it's a great song. Like, I listen to it all the time. Like, I just replay the promo in my head, like, when I'm listening to it. Like, it's just a, like, it's just a great song. But I think, if anything... What we've talked about in the list you found, there's so many that like there's more great than there is bad. And oh, that's yeah. such a that's such a beautiful thing. Well, there's even songs that like I don't even I'm not even a really huge fan of that I hold special in my heart because they were on a mania. And I remember the events tied to that, so it amplifies the music. Yeah. Well, Jake, I think as we get ready to wind down. The best way we can finish the go home to WrestleMania and Brotherfest 2 is I think we we've talked about favorite mania matches and moments and music. I think very similarly, I think we share our personal top 5 WrestleManias. Like our our favorites, our go-tos. Uh I I think that would be a fun way to end the show because the beauty is you have up until you know Saturday you have 37 Wrestlemanias to choose from right so we are going to recommend five each for you guys to watch if you haven't seen them I would encourage you to and let us know what your favorites are so Jake would you like to kick us off or would you like me to kick us off go ahead and kick us off Cool. So, um, should we share all five at once or kind of go back and forth? Let's share all five at once. I like that. So, in no particular order, here and a quick reason why. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. So, mine is... Very stereotypical for the most part, but I think there's some that will surprise you all as well. So this is not in order. WrestleMania 22, the most impactful show of my fandom because it was my first WrestleMania I got to watch. I got to go get the DVD of it the day it came out after school. I was so pumped. Um... And that was my first encounter really to WrestleMania and the grandeur of it. Great, great card. Foley versus Edge. HBK versus Vince. RVD winning Money in the Bank. I could go on and on. Next, 10 years prior, WrestleMania 12. The two biggest reasons, Sean versus Brett in the Iron Man match. Yeah. But my personal favorite match from WrestleMania 12, the backlot brawl between <laughs> Roddy Piper and Goldust, it's just such a great... Like, it was kind of cinematic before there was cinematic, and it's just like a great, brutal like street fight. It's not like modern WWE where they're only going to use kendo sticks and trash cans. Like, right. You see like windows getting smashed and like cars getting hit. It's it's great. So WrestleMania 12. Now, WrestleMania 14. 
for a couple of reasons. One, it's just a phenomenal card. You have the main event of Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold for the WWF title with Mike Tyson as the referee. But also, you get Kane versus Undertaker for the first time ever. Wow. And that's the first, you know, normally up until this point, we see people get hit with the tombstone and it's done. Kane is the first person to really kick out of the tombstone and it takes three to put him away. So it's just like it was like even a finish like that is ahead of its time. Right. At this point. Next, WrestleMania 18. Hogan versus Rock, the biggest, greatest match in WrestleMania history. But also, like, you've got some bangers with uh, a little something called TLC. Wink, wink, nudge, wink, nudge, wink, maybe nudge. if you're good. Um, you have Jericho versus Triple H for the titles. You've got, if I remember correctly, I think it's like maybe it's Angle versus Kane. I'd have to go back and double check. Uh, but you have the greatest Stone Cold stunner of all time as Hall and Nash take on Stone Cold in a handicap match. It's just great. And then lastly, WrestleMania 21. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Um, it's just great. The arena is decorated super differently. Like it's it. all red carpet. Like the stage, like for each match, the the marquee signs are set up, and there's just some great matches. You have the first ever Money in the Bank match, which what I love is as Kane enters the match, all the ladders on the stage catch on fire and remain on fire. Yeah. You have Batista versus Triple H. You've got Cena versus JBL. You've got Orton versus Undertaker. You've got Stone Cold on Piper's Pit, and... You have Eugene get beat up by Davari Muhammad Hassan, and then Hulk Hogan comes out and saves him, and then a giant American flag drops down behind him as he's posing. Like, what more could you want right. from a WrestleMania? So those are my five. 22, 12, 14, 18, and 21. I've beaten this one into the ground, so I'm going to talk about it very shortly. WrestleMania 28, one of my all-time favorites. Uh Top to bottom, just a really good WrestleMania. Um, you get Rock and, and Cena. Uh, you get... Uh, you get um, <laughs> the classic Sheamus beating Daniel Bryan in like six seconds. Like I, <laughs> It was such a big popping moment for me. Um, CM Punk defeating G Chris Jericho. Uh, you got Undertaker and... Triple H in the Hell in a Cell. Um, fantastic. I, lo I love it. I love it so much. Um, WrestleMania 4. Mm. The WWF, WWF title uh, tournament. Crowning of Randy Savage as champion for the first time. It's just chef's kiss. Um, it's funny that they went from the largest ever attendance for WrestleMania the year before to one of the lowest the next year um, at 18,000. So it's just kind of funny to think about. Um, think about that one. Uh, WrestleMania 30. Mm. You got... This was, this was almost on my list. This is probably the best in the last 15 years. 
Um, you got <laughs> you got Daniel Bryan beating Triple H to get added to the championship match. You have the Shield versus Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Cesaro winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. John Cena and Bray Wyatt, which eh. Brock Lesnar defeats the streak. Um, and then Daniel Bryan hoisting both championships up high. Just unbelievable. Like one of the best pictures of WrestleMania ever. Um, you know, the yes movement, all of that. Now, one that is very easy for me to go back and watch, and I never thought I would say this about this one, WrestleMania 36. Mm. This is the first uh, first big show after COVID. Um, it was weird. It was different, but it brought us some really great stuff. Uh, it brought us the... Um, it brought us the uh, Boneyard match. It... Uh, it brought us uh, the <laughs> Rob Gronkowski hosting. <laughs> like it was so weird, and just it, it was it was fun. Like it's just a fun WrestleMania. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins in a banger. Um, I'm looking through the card right now. Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse match. Um, you know, uh, you get Brock and Drew, the crowning of Drew. Big um, Show versus Drew. Big Show versus Drew in the <laughs> hidden main event. Um, what is that? Three now that I've put on there? Yeah. Um, you said 28, 30, 28, 36. 30, 36. Oh, I, no, I said uh, four, too. Oh, yeah, four. So that's four more. of them. Yeah. Um, this, I have to pick another one because my true answer is not really an answer yet. Um, because I fully intend that WrestleMania 38 will be my favorite hmm. just because I was there. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick one that I could go back and I could watch absolutely any time, um, that would be probably the one I'm watching right now, and that's WrestleMania 19. It's hmm. it's top to bottom a really good WrestleMania um, the crowd here is insane to look at the the visual of this mania. And it just seems like it keeps on going and going, the crowd. It's one of those like shocking photos that I've ever seen. It's just how the crowd looks like. It's absolutely everywhere. And that's because it's a baseball field. Like there's so many people on the floor. I can't imagine how hard it was to see <laughs> during that one. Yeah. But you have Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio, which is a good match. It's short, but it's good. Undertaker defeats Big Show and A-Train, which, hey, it's fun. Trish Stratus wins the WWE Championship from Victoria and Jazz. Um, Team Angle defeats Chris Benoit and Rhino and Los Guerreros. Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Banger of a match. Hmm. Triple H and Booker T, one of your favorite Triple H match, you said. Hulk Hogan and McMahon. Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon is jacked, too. You see Mr. McMahon hit a leg drop from the top of a ladder. He's getting ready to. He's getting ready to. 
with a crimson mask. Yeah, like that's WrestleMania, baby. Yeah. The Rock defeats Stone Cold in Stone mm. Cold's final match ever. And then Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. Brock Lesnar almost kills himself in this match with that moonsault. And it's just, you know, probably one of his best matches ever. One of his one of his best WrestleMania matches. Um so I I I just really I really love this. Um f- fun fact. Uh, the pre-show had the world tag team title on the line with Kane and Rob Van Dam versus Chief Morley and Lance Storm. Landon, do you know who Chief Morley is? It's none other than our boy Val Venus. Val Venus, Chief Morley. I don't remember this at all. He was um, he's having a hard time there towards the end of the attitude era. And for some reason he had uh uh, the the uh, Dudleys in his corner, so just That's very weird. But um, great time. I love I love this. Uh, I love this whole show. Uh, stupendous. So, well, I like that you said stupendous because, folks, it's time to wrap up because we have the most stupendous two night event in sports entertainment in just a few short days by the time you are listening to this. So we hope you enjoyed the Hall of Fame. We hope you will watch some of these WrestleMania matches and cards. We hope that you'll listen to some of these WrestleMania themes as we'll post them throughout the week. Most importantly, we hope you'll join us at BrotherFest 2. Stay tuned to our social media to find out all the details on how you can either be a part of it or how you can tune in live for it. But most importantly, thank you for being a good brother and a good sister. Jake, you got anything to add, anything to plug before uh, we go home? Just the regular stuff. Watch Brother Fest 2. Enjoy, uh, you know, join us for that. It's going to be on live right before Mania Night 1, Saturday. Um I'm planning on getting ar- getting over to the stadium around four and uh, hopefully maybe even sooner than that. But, uh, you know, let's let's just let's put our hats off to WrestleMania week. I mean, it's it's time. We, we cheers up to that. And uh, I think all we got to do now is a little uh, too sweet for life. We'll see you at WrestleMania. WrestleMania.